1: Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come.
2: Jen's all right as well. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
1: Jenny Ryan Correct, what's my name? Lucy Porter Correct, what are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing Correct, what's it called? Fingers on Buzzers Correct!
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Fingers on Buzzers It's so short and crisp, I like it, I like it a lot And um, we've got amazing guests as usual tonight We've got the brilliant Sean Williamson I'm so excited He's very good and we have a listener quiz He's written the book on quiz I know and it is an amazing book I absolutely love it so I cannot wait to talk to him about it his quiz journey I see myself in him that sort of thing of going I love to quiz but could I do it in a kind of more formal way and I absolutely love it and then we've got our listener quiz which is from the lovely Chris
1: Chris Dixon yeah he's a he's a avid listener and so I hope the questions will be deeply biographical I suspect that they may be, Jenny.
0: Let's get on with the show. Right, now we have a wonderful guest in the shape of Mr Chris Dixon. Eww. Hey, Chris. Good evening.
3: Eww.
1: Studio audience.
0: Whoop, whoop. It's hey. a pleasure to have you with us. And Chris, tell us about your
3: relationship with Quiz. My claim to fame in the world of Quiz... Is that I started the predecessor to UKGameShows.com, a site which will surely be uh, famous to many of your listeners, back yes. in 1996, and oh my it was goodness, the dawn text. of the internet, <laughs> well, more or less. Wow! Well. It was all text only, as as was uh, internet access by and large at that point, and yeah. it started off with just a few rule sets to some of the shows of the day. But it's what you did back in the time, and I made a great many friends from it uh, and the site has gone on from strength to strength over the decades.
0: Wow, yes. Well, I mean, it's a valuable resource for anyone who's got an interest in TV quizzing and game show stuff, isn't it? And are you a quizzer yourself then? Do you compete in any leagues or a pub quiz team or anything like that?
3: I like an imaginative quiz. I don't participate at any particularly high standard. And I know that a lot of listeners will feel that in the same way. And sometimes it's very tempting to compare yourself to uh the people who come up so Mm. as a guideline i jenny i would put no fear whatsoever into you were i to be on the chase in the cash builder i can typically get four or five or six right so that's pretty good yeah but it's not it's not it's not going to strike fear into any chaser's heart
0: Mm. Well I I'll, think what we like is the idea that You know you don't have to Aspire to be a professional quizzer We're not all going to be Kevin Ashman are we? We're not
1: all going to be you know, <laughs> No he, one can be Kevin Ashman the, he's, well, not, no, exactly. he's got that I mean, sewn up <laughs> But we can Wouldn't
3: all Wouldn't it be a lovely world if we were though
0: No, Chris, it wouldn't. I mean, even Kevin would probably admit that. (laughs) Yeah, diversity
1: in the world, especially the world of quiz, that's what we aspire to.
0: He is amazing, but also there is definitely a place for, as you say, people who like joining in, and I think imaginative is a really great word to use. The idea that yeah, it's sort of it's about taking quiz to different places. And sort of doing stuff. I think in lockdown, there's been some really brilliant examples. And we have had some on this very podcast of people who just are doing really sort of unusual, crazy things with Zoom quizzes and stuff.
3: Oh, can I tell you about one of them that some of your listeners may not have heard about? There is a whole culture on uh, the website Twitch, which is largely devoted to people streaming games of all sorts but mm-hmm. there are some people who are doing some really <laughs> to use the word again imaginative quiz uh, show formats of their own on there now
0: please tell us who they are
3: oh oh i would recommend the uh, the work of one ash the bash who is most mm-hmm. easily found by searching for ash quiz twitch and what i would commend about his work in particular is with a lot of online quizzes you feel you're watching a powerpoint presentation and that's no bad thing that's no reason why the questions can't be brilliant there's no reason why the questions can't be really visual and original but people on twitch are going further than ever before towards making an online quiz look like a quiz show wow do you remember 500 questions on ITV yeah. with Giles yes. Corrin
1: it was yeah that not didn't last of, very long
3: it was not one of ITV's uh, greater hits no uh, 500 questions in theory. You had contestants come on one at a time. If they got three questions in a row wrong or were defeated in challenges three times in a row, then they were off the show. But wasn't a great hit. They got through about 40 or 50 questions in a show and then they Mm -hmm. moved on to another episode. So it didn't really live up to that to the name. Mm -hmm. That said, when you're on the internet, oh yeah, you can (laughs) see where this is going. When you're on the internet and you don't have a time slot you can literally do 500 questions. Wow! So, yes, Ash had a stream in which he asked 500 questions and properly lived up to the potential for the 500 questions format. And it took the lad 12 hours and 20 (gasps) minutes. Oh my
0: god, stamina required from
3: all concerned there. Oh, the incredible thing is they had a contestant, uh, a guy called Lucario, who got in at question 168, and kept going, and kept going, and kept going. He was there for over ten hours, and he got all the way to question 500. You had to be there, but it was it was a remarkable feat of stamina. Amazing.
1: And the whole, enter- the
3: whole enterprise made about two and a half thousand pounds for Save the Children. Fantastic. The, whole en- the enterprise made two and a half thousand pounds for Save the Children. That
0: was brilliant. I loved. Steph. you know what? you are brilliant as well Chris in that you are editing yourself as you go along I love (laughs) this Amanda is going to be going thank you Chris I love this (laughs) that's brilliant well that sounds amazing so we will look for Ash the Bash on uh, Twitch and now Chris you're going to come back later on and give us a quiz of your very own hopefully not 500 questions
3: how about five that sounds good that sounds very good All right, brilliant
0: thank you very much Chris Dixon Now, we are absolutely honoured to be joined by the one and only Mr. Sean williams Oh my goodness. Now, Sean, obviously everyone loves you as an actor and a lot of people do know that you are a keen quizzer. But you have written a book, uh, A Matter of Facts, One Man's Journey into the Nation's Quiz Obsession. And I downloaded it this afternoon and I am already... Over halfway through oh. it It is absolutely brilliant And it's it's like perfect For our listeners Because it's amongst many things It's about five books in one Sean What you've done <laughs> is you've written It's an autobiography It's also like um, a fascinating kind of insight Into acting In the world of show business generally There's how-to guides About putting on your own quizzes and stuff But what it also is That our readers will find fascinating Is your journey from being a keen quizzer to trying to sort of
4: join the pros. That's right. Yeah. Well, I've always been obsessed with quizzing ever since I got my first um, uh, Trivial Pursuit set. You know, I said the parents might want well to give me ketamine. You know, it was it was brilliant. <laughs> and then I used to I used to, uh, I used to uh, work my way through the questions uh, and answers in bed, and, and then I never lost to anyone. I was just a, a big cheat. <laughs> so, so, uh, and then I joined local pub quiz teams and things like that. And uh, they were a very good team. The Unicorn in Canterbury, we 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 won everything. But. Um then when I was in EastEnders I had a young family so I didn't really have the time to do that sort of thing so I, I sort of picked it up again first of all I was lucky enough through EastEnders to do all of the wonderful celebrity extensions of all the quiz shows like Jenny's show you know celebrity chase point of celebrities celebrity mastermind I managed yeah. to I managed to do all right in most of them I won most of them because most celebs just want uh, to get their face on tally and have a laugh <laughs> But I, I was the only saddo who really wanted to win you know what I mean
0: Got I to love take how it seriously. seriously you take it, exactly, because we, we very much on this podcast, we are always saying you've got to take it seriously. We cannot abide people who just go on and don't, you know, don't actually give the quiz the respect that it deserves. And it's amazing in the book, you talk about all of those sort of appearances and it's really good fun because you do sort of a little play by play. Of your appearances, I mean, what is lovely about the book is there is so many questions and answers in it. It's full of, it's densely packed with actual questions and answers. And um, I did not realise how brilliantly you'd done on Pointless. Five appearances, is uh, that yes, right?
4: four, four. So we we, we won three jackpots, and the very first show we went on. Do you remember back in the day that they they wouldn't give you three cat or three or four categories? You just had to, you were given.
0: Yeah, the final That's round, it. you just There's, had to take what you Celine were given. Celine
4: beyond yeah. hits. <laughs> and, uh, oh. <laughs> Lucy Speed, we only knew the uh, the biggies, unfortunately. So we won and got a trophy, but we didn't get the jackpot. And then uh, mm-hmm. the subsequent three appearances, we managed to win the jackpots. And every time I've been very lucky. I remember on one, we hadn't done very well, myself and Lucy Speed, I was on it twice with her. And uh, Pete Dean, he used to play um, Pete Beale in EastEnders, White Twiggle. Yep. All he had to do was name a Madonna song, really, <laughs> to get through. He just went... Knees up, mother (laughs) boy. So we got through. And and, and every show, I've had just that little bit of luck, a little bit of the rub of the green Mm. to to get through, really, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we all know that quizzing involves a lot of luck, but also, I mean, your skills are absolutely unquestionable. The Chase, you appeared on that and brought home £14,000 per player, £56,000 total. in 2011 I think that was the first series of uh celebrity I think it it?
4: was yeah it was slightly before Jenny's time yeah and I remember I think Mark Labatt walked out and we're all like oh here we go I think it was me me Sally Linsky from Coronation Street Barry McGuigan and an atomic kitten um (laughs) and uh, they're all lovely people so uh, I think Sally got four and I took on Mark for 50 Nice. managed to managed to beat him and then the other two we just said look just go for one grand and get yourself back here really we managed to get the 56 out of the building yeah it's very nerve-wracking it's very nerve-wracking when you're at the bottom of that uh the bottom of that machine but um
0: yeah because they really do loom over you don't they i mean that is a very well-constructed set
4: it's great it's it's very intimidating but yeah we, we managed to get the money out of the building uh for my friend's charity and uh yeah again um mastermind uh, I, I did the second ever episode of Celebrity Mastermind. I think Charlie Higson won the first one. And I was with, my subject was Richard Burton, the Welsh actor, because I was yes. always obsessed by him. And I thought when I was stacking shelves at Safeways that later became Morrisons, I was like, I'm going to be Richard Burton. The irony is I became Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> but unless you aim somewhere, you won't get anywhere. You know what I mean? It's so-
1: it's the role that, that old Dickie would have craved, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's well, it's that is a very good point in your book that you know it's also, amongst other things, a sort of inspirational motivational manual as well because you do say that. That I mean, like, because again, I did not know much about your life story. You know, you really scrimped and saved to go to drama
4: school to go to Webber
0: Douglas, didn't you? And you'd been in the merchant navy, you'd been a postie, you know, what a life you've had. I think
4: what it is, you're never sure whether anyone's ever going to pay you to write a book again, so there were certain stories. I wanted to tell I felt duty-bound to write about EastEnders yep. and uh, there's a, a account of me finding my son who I'd, who I'd never met uh, first met me in 2013 there's a friend who died at the Twin Towers there's my time in the Navy so there were certain stories but I like to think they're not on the whole crowbarred in most of them come out of quizzing literally yeah. I hope but I've kept some great stories back just in case any publishers are watching <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know it does feel like you could expand any of these strands into a whole lot of other books and of course because it is about your journey as a quizzer I mean that is definitely not coming to an end is it because obviously this year the world of quiz like everything else has been disrupted so so you have gone from just sort of amateur quizzing to taking part in the big leagues yes
4: and Jenny knows all about them, and, and and so on the first Saturday of every month, the devoted quizzes meet at various locations around the country, and at half past eleven, it's like a school exam. You can have a lot of fun at these dudes but at half past eleven, the fun stops for ninety minutes because you turn your paper, <laughs> and switch your phone off, and you don't uh, surface for air until one o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Ninety minutes is very very intense. The thing is what i learned really was i started off jokingly i'm going to be the world quiz champion you know you soon learn your place in this system and, and where you sit so really it just became a personal thing how well can i do against myself this week you know i'm never going to beat the likes of the regulars on on the chase or the eggheads mm-hmm. so it's all about how high i can get and in the very first one i did i come 134th out of 177 had a good look at myself in the mirror i thought right you've really got to you know sort your life out and just before lockdown i came 59th so i I was getting there i was just creeping up yeah and and, and as, as jenny will tell you it's so frustrating because there's just some weeks when you've got five or six on the tip of your tongue and, and you, you, you probably learned the fact six years ago do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. some weeks they just won't come and other weeks gloriously they all come you know mm-hmm.
1: exactly it's it's that element of luck but also the perseverance of it and you've noticed during the time that you've been doing those uh, the, the Grand Prix style quizzes that You've picked up information along the way and it might not be that the same question has come up three months ago and you've learned it and it got it right again next time. It's all the extraneous stuff on the day. So later on, another quizzer will be telling you this fact and extra quizzing will break out everywhere and then that will inform you. So the more you quiz and the more you're in the quiz circuit and the quiz arena, the more facts get fed into your brain and sometimes it is a matter of recalling them in time and you yeah. might not get them all in that 90 minutes. I mean,
4: Ian Bailey, who was, was a very noted quizzer in the quiz world, very bright man, uh, he told me, in fact, when he trains, when he brain trains, he just looks at. he's got all his old quizzes in um, ring binders and he just goes over them because he said it's amazing how many questions can come up again or in a different form or a different mm-hmm. way, Going back, yeah. so that's how he trains. But wh- another one of the big things that I learnt was very quickly, you've got to keep up with the news. You've got to keep up with the news. But the trouble is, by the time the quiz comes out, the news it features is often two months old. So you've Mm -hmm. got to start this folder of current events. The very first quiz I did, I didn't recognise Greta Thunberg. I didn't. I knew. I knew her. I was aware of her, but uh, um,
1: you didn't think you'd ever be expected to remember a exactly, middle name, you know. So.
4: And I didn't recognise Ada Hegerberg, the the the, the uh, Norwegian footballer. Some idiot asked her to twerk when she picked up the female balloon. Mm-hmm. So, but the other people in the room knew this. I thought, how do they know that? It's because they tuned in to 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 pick all the cherry pick all all the current affairs facts out of yeah. You know. Uh, and so now every day I read a broadsheet and a red top of different standards just to know what's going on. You know.
1: It's, that is and a huge got- skill of, of of the quiz world is learning, putting yourself in the mind of the question setter. Yeah. So there will be something in ev- on every page of the newspaper that you know that's going to get asked about. Yeah. And there might be something interesting that you think, well this might come up in some quiz it's not going to come up on the chase but it might come up in a grand prix which way around would they ask it is there an easier way around how do i best remember it and what's going to be the the lingering fact that will be relevant this time next year so there's yes. so, so many different layers yes. of how to analyze information and it's it's all about thinking like a questions totally
4: open. totally
1: well, which of course
0: you are, Sean,
1: as well. And I think most
0: of, you know, most quizzes enjoy setting a quiz. And you're, you in the book, you outline some of your ah, top tips. For I outlined all the top quiz.
4: tips and then immediately broke them. Uh, I didn't have an assistant uh, uh, because all, all the people that I, I thought might might want to do it wanted to take part in the quiz. So I was going around uh, uh, collecting team names, holding out the paper. So we started 20 minutes late because I was doing all that. Yeah. I was putting them all up on the whiteboard. Another one is always do a music round. People like music rounds and also they can't cheat on a music round, so always do a music round. Mm-hmm. So I can't get on with this technology, you know, I can't get on with it. So in the old days it was very simple. You had a CD and tape unit, remember that with a a record player on top? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. And all you did, you put a tape in, you played a song on a CD, and then you paused the tape. Let's say it's an intros round, you paused the tape, When you did this 10 times, there was a music round. Now it's USB sticks, and I went, oh no, I can't be dumb, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, My wife Adele is brilliant, she would have helped me, but I, I just said, no, I'll do this as a music round, right? Name anybody who's won an Oscar and had a hit, a number one hit, in the uk charts but don't forget the person who sings the oscar-winning song isn't necessarily the writer it's the writer and i went on and on and you can see these people giving up the will to live (laughs) another cardinal rule i just made it too difficult and and i said there's there's 23 uh, names you can get but i only want 10 i don't want all 23 and honestly you could just see them going yeah. And then I'd like go around each table, almost explaining it again. You know what I mean? Again, I <laughs> yes. broke my own rules. Just simplify things. Simplify it.
1: Lessons
0: learned the hard Definitely. way. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. We've all had those quizzes where you know. Well, also something you talk about in the book is. The alcohol that can be taken by both the quizzers and, <laughs> in my case, often the quiz setter, uh-huh. which is a very bad idea. Yeah, it's quite interesting about the quizzing lifestyle as well and how it does demand a bit of physical fitness and, you know, stamina. Your, what the lifestyle is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, stamina. It, it was an
4: exploration of healthy body, healthy mind, really. I asked a question, I doubt whether many of the top quizzes would get lashed on a Friday night before the Saturday morning of a quiz, you know. Uh, um <sighs> and just about how far you can take it to improve your performance. So I want to got hypnotherapy. Planning for your
3: next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.
2: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
5: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
4: Uh, First of all, I visited a a memory grandmaster who taught me about uh, uh, mind palaces, which is what uh, Sherlock Holmes uses. So uh, this guy, Mark Shannon, he taught me how to... uh, So I wanted to learn the periodic table because I'm rubbish at science and maths. I always drop what we call the physical uh, uh, world paper. Mm -hmm. It's all about science, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm just not very strong on it. So the mind palace, so he said, imagine like you've got bombs on your feet, You've got balloons strapped to your knees. You've got mobile phones strapped to your thighs. Well, straight away, you've got hydrogen, helium, lithium. Do you see what I mean? Uh, and then you put all yes. of the first 10 on the body. So it's easy to remember. And then the last one, he, says, he said, look up at the ceiling. And there's your name in light, Sean Neon uh that's 10 and then we went around the room and and, and come up with another 20 a lot of it was total gobbledygook but as long as it made made sense to you and you could attach Mm. something to it so by the time I left the room I knew the first 30 and then using this very office I got up to 66 the first 66 that I could recall don't ask me to do it now but I I could do it again quickly (laughs) do you know what I mean if I just had a quick refresher so that was memory palaces but then regarding your initial thing about food and drink that was a guy called Chris Hughes as a hypnotherapist And I've sort of got into this because, you know, if you go to the doctor and I I said, Doctor, uh, I'm overweight, what can I do? He'd say, well, don't eat and drink so much. i say, thanks, Doctor, you're a genius. Mm -hmm. You know what you have to do. You know what you have to do to to change your life for the better, but often you're unwilling to make the small changes of habit that surround the big habit. You know, Sean Mm -hmm. Sean will pour a G into you at half past six in the evening because that is what he always does. How about you have your evening walk at half six, And when you get back in at half seven you quickly drink a pint of water and then see where that takes you do you know what i mean So just tiny little Mm -hmm. things so (laughs) and um it it, again it it worked it worked for for a while you know um so yeah Yeah. i was I, i thought i'd be open to anything and try everything really
0: yeah i mean it's a yeah it's a journey of discovery jen is that um the memory palaces thing and those kind of memory tricks how common are those in the world of quizzing
1: there are there's there are different schools of thought and there are different people who use their brains in different ways to to remember things and there are people who are you class them as a list learner so someone like Dr. Ian Bailey is very good at learning a list and he will be able to visualize um huge swathes of information in a, a in a technique like that other people will be using mnemonics for everything um i've I'm always really Uh, beating myself up about the fact that i can't really do that i don't have a brain that operates that way so there's the memory palace is good for learning a sequence of things but sometimes it's it's more about being able to access the information really quickly so if i was Mm -hmm. remembering a list of periodic table like that without having to write it all down and get the numbers. I need to find another way of doing it. A lot of my um, my memory techniques are to do with uh, context and even physicality. So um, at the moment, I've got a, a list of world capitals that's kind of just up to my left. So I think I know now if uh, whereabouts even to look, where to move my eye. even if i'm not in this room i can go Oh, it's the third column it's about halfway down and i can tell how long Mm. it is just from i've got it's not a a photographic memory but it's that slight Mm. visual recall i can i can take a snapshot of it almost almost
0: do you know i put the american state capitals by the loo yep to this day, I can still remember the first three because every time I sat down, yep. <laughs> I'd, I'd start the first three and then
1: completely fail to get any further down. You yeah. needed them on like a, on a, on a roll, really. <laughs> going I just, well, that's there. maybe. Just turn maybe each time. Chris's toilet paper, you just take off the roll and then, you know. Well, my mum famously had the uh, shipping forecast areas by the guest toilet for many, many years. So we're, <laughs> we're pretty hot on shipping forecast in uh, our family. And anyone who's visited, really. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's brilliant. We need to come to your loop. Now, listen, Sean, I wanted to give you a quiz. We always quiz our uh, guests on something to do with their life. And, of course, reading your book, one of the very first things you say is that when you went into uh, quizzing... Uh, You hoped that the things that would come up would be uh, the life of Barry in EastEnders (laughs) and obscure boxing trivia. (laughs) So I have prepared you a quiz. on barry's life and works and boxing oh trivia.
4: my word okay let's let's do it Great.
0: because it can only be embarrassing okay. if you get these okay. wrong right yeah, so uh... <laughs> question number one and jenny is eligible to answer these because you haven't seen them Jen, okay have you? so uh, so i can throw them <laughs> ah. over question number one on barry what is the name of barry's mum
4: oh there was the funeral scene and i only ever said her name once was it something like joan
0: it's it's of that ilk. It's not Joan. I'll throw it over to Jenny just in case you can. Uh... Sylvia, no, it was Doreen. Doreen,
4: Doreen, oh. Doreen Evans. She died in childbirth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was a big baby. <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: tragic backstory right from the get go. It is, isn't it, poor Barry? Oh, good
0: lord. Okay, question number two. At what event, this is about your dad, at what event did Pat Butcher meet Roy Evans? That's good. When they're introduced, I mean, obviously, this is before, this would be before you oh,
4: were in the I, I, I was brought in to get them together. I took Christmas oh. Day with a car wrapped in a red ribbon uh, as a gift from my dad. <sighs> Was, was it something in in the vic? No, I'm just rubbing. It.
0: <laughs> they met at a car auction. Right. Apparently,
1: I was going to say it was something to do with buying a car. It, it wasn't. But I thought yeah. I thought it, that I thought that Pat had
4: gone to buy a car. Yeah, it wasn't thought, on the screen yeah, from Roy. The scene wasn't on the screen. No. She, uh, okay. she bought a car at an auction from Roy, and it turned out to be dodgy. Oh, so ah. then Roy had me, even before you'd, you'd met Roy, Roy had me deliver a car wrapped in a red bow to, to, try, and, to try and make and
0: make. Ah, oh, well I think you definitely get that. You definitely get that point for that one. And your final question on Barry is, which member of Little Mix wore a t-shirt tribute to Barry earlier this year? Oh, was that, um,
4: was it just First name, Woody.
0: It was just yeah, That's amazing yes.
4: stuff. Yeah, her and her boyfriend are fans of the show. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's no, lovely. And it's a very nice T-shirt. Are those commercially available, <laughs> or did she have that specially printed? <laughs> well, that was pretty good. I think my questions on Barry were were found wanting, but I have got some boxing okay. questions now. Okay, which boxer won the undisputed heavyweight championship in 1978 in only his eighth professional Beyond fight? Stinks. Very yeah. good straight in jenny didn't have a moment big, there. big
4: upset because then ali won it back from him to be the three-time champion that's
0: right yeah and he was later stripped of the wbc title for facing ali in an unapproved rematch seven months right. later okay question number two in the 1961 movie the hustler which boxing champion makes a cameo appearance
4: there was a boxer who used to do a lot in movies uh it wouldn't be joe lewis um
0: Rocky Graziano. I've heard of him. No, it's someone I've heard of (laughs) who has a nickname. I mean, I'm really boxing is really not
4: my strong Robinson Jack Dempsey.
0: It was the Raging Bull. Oh, Jake
4: LaMotta was it? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen
0: that film for years. Wow, that's a good bit of trivia. That he played a bartender Ah. apparently. Okay, so here is question number three. Who was the first Southpaw to become heavyweight
1: champion?
4: Um, mm. that's a good question, isn't it? Um, I
1: think I think I, I understand what a southpaw is. Is it a left hand leads with the left? Is that no, it? No, that,
4: uh, you lead with the right if you're a southpaw. Right. Uh, oh. you, you you lead with the left. Uh, uh, so you always keep your strong hand back for the big punch.
1: Right. So ah, people who've got okay.
4: a bigger left hand punch, and obviously they're rarer as we know left-handed people. Mm. Uh, uh first southpaw to win the world heavyweight boxing title.
0: It's much more recent than I would have thought. Or, well, you know, I, as a left handed person, I kind of I, I would have thought we'd have done it a lot sooner. I feel very strongly about my left handed identity.
4: You know <laughs> what? I'm not going to get this, would did... you? 1994. 1994. Not Evander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Michael, uh, no, Michael Mora. Was...
0: Yes. Oh, that was
4: painful. Sorry. Michael Mora. <laughs> oh, wow. Ah, wow. Well, very well
1: oh, done. Shitty. I mean. <laughs> Much better than I would have done. So, Um, that was, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, obviously, we could talk to you all night, but we're going to have to let you go in a minute. But I just wanted to, well, recommend the book and say that I think our listeners, anyone who listens to this podcast, will absolutely love it. You do find out some extraordinary things. Uh, Some of the facts I enjoyed were that the Archbishop of Canterbury. Attends the Panto at the Marlow Theatre every year, and you get to meet yeah. it.
4: Oh, that's nice. When the curtain comes down, you always wait wait behind the curtain. And then um, it was Rowan Williams the last time I did it, he came round, Justin Welby. Well, he won't be going there this year, unfortunately. But, um, no. And then when you do Panto in King's Lynn, the royal family come and visit you because th- th- they always bring their kids in from Sandringham. So it's normally Prince Edward or his wife or someone like that.
0: Wow! Yeah. Well, but there you go. And I also very much enjoyed the story of Kiki Dee's reading lamp. I'll just leave that, <laughs> leave that there. I just think that's a, that's the that's a little... the name of my band, <laughs> Kiki Dee's lamp. Um <laughs> yeah, well, there's so much. There's so much that I really enjoyed. The fact that you proposed to your wife in a graveyard.
4: Yeah, I, I hastily add that that's it's, it's on a beautiful <laughs> nature reserve where a, a lot of her family are buried. So that makes it sound a lot better, doesn't it? Sound a bit a bit more romantic. <laughs>
0: also is a lovely sort of love letter to Adele as well it is very sweet that oh. you know, your, your relationship kind of comes through in that as well it's very nice and the final thing that I really liked was that it reminded me about a show called Today's the Day with Martin Lewis yes. which was your first ever quizzing yeah. TV quizzing experience it was a Lovely it?
4: gentle programme there was no you know uh, uh, it was just Martin and, and it was all about the news of the uh, of, of, of that day in history mm-hmm. which is probably why the run didn't go on and on because you can only up so many facts from that day in history I mm-hmm. for, for future yeah. shows but uh, yeah it was lovely and, and Tony Corner who played Roy was on the other team and we, we just had a great time lovely
0: as you say though it was that time where it kind of it then went to the weakest link so it was a sort of lovely gentle show and then quizzing it got mean and Robinson quite changed meme, it
4: all so. yeah she did <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well maybe it's time to bring it back Today's the day with Martin Lewis And we've also really enjoyed Obviously Beat the Barman On Al Murray's Great British Pub Quiz That was that must have been a lot of fun
4: Yeah too. it was an honour to be asked really And then, uh, So basically I, I had to take on one from each team A member of the team would come out Stand opposite me and it might be African countries So Al would ring a bell And I'd go Egypt, they'd go Morocco And on and on and on and on Until someone either blew it or you know through nerves or just didn't know anymore really. And um, yeah, I think I on 32 out of 40. There were some that I, I couldn't handle, like Star Wars. And uh...
0: I know, I just watched it today, having just read in your book how much you don't like Star Wars. <laughs> and then the, it came up the, and I was like... The a...
4: only time I, I ever get um, in the book, because it, it is very affectionate because I love the world of quiz and everyone in it, and they're great characters, they really are. The only time I ever get bitter is because there's a lot of stuff comes up about video games and Star Wars. So I, I, I start getting a little bit bitter about it. I'll say one day I'll set a quiz and there'll be no Star Wars. But really, it's me. It's my my ignorance. It's my lack of knowledge that's. uh, I know. We all have those those subjects.
0: Yeah, exactly. But we all have those ones where we just go, "I don't care. (laughs) I just can't be bothered." But uh, well, it is such a lovely book, Sean. And thank you you so much for writing it. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to love it. So thank you very much for joining us, Sean
4: Williamson. Thank you.
0: Okay, so now we are back with the lovely Chris Dixon, who we met earlier. Hello, Chris. Ooh. Hello again.
3: Hi Hello again, and course. it is
0: time for you to quiz us. What have you got for us today?
3: I have a miniature miscellany. It's a gentle grab bag. A petit potpourri. Just don't call it, <laughs> just don't call it general knowledge. It's, uh, a bit okay. of, it's, it's a bit of this, that and the other and something else, and there's a little bit of a twist at the end. Ooh, um, lovely. Okay, question one. Which forename was given to more newborn boys than any other in Germany during the 1920s? As a clue, now, Chris. A, yes.
0: Yeah, go on give us the clue.
3: It connects the surnames Asperger, Blix, Gruber, and Zimmer.
0: Well, I mean obviously. I I I, I thought you were leading us down one path. Yeah. There. I that thought could this could have is been g- controversial. <laughs> exactly, but you know, you've said Zimmer, and you say Zimmer, I say Hans.
3: So you say it quite correctly,
1: <laughs> and immediately the theme from Going for Gold is going round uh, our heads. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And Hans Gruber, the um, Alan Rickman himself. Alan Rickman, exactly. What were the other ones, Hans? Hans,
3: Hans Blix, the famous weapons inspector. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah, and Hans Lovely. Asperger.
0: Whom Asperger's? is named, named after. after there you go yeah. perfect very good first question Chris crack on with your
3: second one so a point for you Lucy uh, but a point for me for getting the uh, music stuck in your heads <laughs> yes Hank Azaria voices a number of characters on The Simpsons mm-hmm. notably True. Chief Wiggum and Mo of the Eponymous Tavern mm-hmm. however he's announced he'll be stepping away from voicing which other character from a fear that that character reinforced negative stereotypes
1: yes that'll be uh, Apu Nahasapita Petalon fantastic Thank very you. good bonus point
0: for the surname there well
1: done for the purposes of this evening
3: let's just consider him as Apu <laughs> <laughs> because I certainly don't want to try saying that surname but I'm hugely <laughs> impressed all the same mm. question three in the fantasy series Minerva McGonagall had one that was nine and a half inches long stiff mm. And made of fur timber, wrapped around a dragon's heartstring. Mm. Harry Potter's was eleven inches long, supple, and made from holly timber, wrapped around a fe- phoenix feather. Mm-hmm. What are we discussing?
0: Well, uh, Harry Potter's was the twin of a, of the one that gave him his scar. Uh, and it was I'm really hoping it was their wands unless <laughs> like, there is an adult fan fiction site oh there is don't worry about it. of course there is but don't worry is it wands Chris is it wands it
3: ones? certainly is
1: not pencils
3: <laughs> <laughs> question four named after a German electrical engineer and also known as a MO what is the SI derived unit of electric conductance now here's another here's is another it, way of mm. looking at it. The engineer in question co-founded a company that still bears his name. It's best mm. known for electrical equipment, health, technology, and trains.
1: I go for Siemens.
3: So that makes the unit the Siemens. The Siemens. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> your adult fan fiction again.
0: Okay. <laughs> Very good. Is that right?
3: It is the Siemens indeed. Very
0: good. Well done, Jen.
3: So, question five, and this one goes to Lucy only. Ooh. What connects the answers to those first four questions in order?
0: Oh, and now? I mean, I feel <laughs> Were you making notes? Be. No, of course I wasn't. And my, my memory is really terrible. Uh, so, we had hands for Zimmer and Doodadoo. We definitely had wands. We definitely had Siemens. And what was the other one? I've totally forgotten now. Um, we had
1: hands, appu, wand, semen. Hansapu,
0: <laughs> what? It sounds like it should be saying something. you know what I mean? Hansapu
3: on semen.
0: Hansapu. I'm just going to keep saying it until <laughs> it makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, uh,
3: it'll it'll help if you, if you think of it as the Siemens. Okay.
0: Hands up if you want the Siemens. It was a catchphrase from an advert that I did in the 1990s. Oh, my goodness, Chris. Oh, what, a, what an amazing piece of research. And uh, That was a deep dive right there. Wow, that is amazing. Yes, I did an advert for a mobile phone company in, I don't know, 1990 something, 97 or something. Um, and my catchphrase, <laughs> or the, the line I delivered at the end of the advert was, hands up, who wants the demons? Which I think was meant to be a bit saucy, but... Who knows really It was the 90s Things were crazy And in fact I've discussed it On a YouTube channel Called We Like Old Adverts Which you
1: must look up If you have the time It's It's a smashing channel Because I've been on it as well
0: You certainly have You're uh, talking about A weird collection of uh, Sort of woman falling in love With appliances Which Yeah it was
1: A a randy washing machine From the 90s
0: (laughs) Amazing Chris That was absolutely brilliant And um I mean, that advert is available to watch on YouTube if you wish, but please don't, I would say. <laughs> uh, it's terribly embarrassing. That was such an amazing quiz, Chris. Thank you so much.
3: You're very Yay. welcome.
0: We love that. And uh, thank you for sharing your quizzing life with us. And thanks for everything. Just, Just thanks for things. being a Chris. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, Jen, what an episode that was. And you were absolutely right to think that Chris Dixon's quiz was going to be pretty
1: autobiographical. Oh, he knows he knows your deepest, darkest advert <laughs> secrets. He knows the things you did me. for money in the 90s, oh, Lucy. No one will ever get to
0: know all of those, Jen. So uh, it's <laughs> been a delight. And Sean Williamson was an absolute dream, wasn't he? Oh,
1: absolute top draw guest there.
0: And that book is, you know, if you're looking for a present for the quiz lover in your life for Christmas, I would heartily recommend it.
1: Or sooner, in fact.
0: Well, it's just a, yeah, a general gift a for yourself. Pamper yourself, why not? That's what we all need to do these days, isn't it? Um, and we'll be back to pamper you next week with another edition of Fingers Up Buses. Ooh-hoo, Slightly breathy, I like that. Bit of a bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, guys.
1: <laughs> fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to join us next time
2: for more Fingers on Buzzers.